Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Howdy people and welcome to another episode of Squirm. I'm the host Rick. I'll be talking you through today's embarrassing tales. Let's get started. Now this one starts with a little bit of a a funny turn. Um, So to paint the picture for you guys, um, I used to be a doorman. Uh, I wasn't a very good one. I was more of a talker than a fighter, definitely not a lover. And anyway, so we're on a doorway of a front door and me and my mates are having our usual chat about Braveheart and how we'd like William Wallace and to be like him and, you know, the famous battle scene with all the paint and everything. And that would be brilliant if it's in the modern day. So I started off the story there, but I'm actually digressing from the story, but you'll catch up in the end. So the following day to, to this conversation that we've had on the doorway, the following day was actually my birthday. Uh... A really good day, actually. So what I did is got all the lads together. There's a big group of us, and we're going out, and we're the alpha males, and we're all going to go out and get really shit-faced as normal, and we're all out. And uh, we decided to go to the actual bar that I'm paid to secure. Obviously, it's my security contract, so I'm not the head doorman. I actually run the show, if you like. Uh, And I liked everyone to know about it because I was a little bit of a twat back then. So we've gone in and there's a large group of us and I'm wearing my fake Burberry jacket and the lads are a bit partial to Stone Island. So what we do is we start drinking away. Now we're drinking, we're drinking for fun really. A couple of cheeky amaretos and stuff like that. And I do this really, really clever thing and I think I'm going to impress all the boys here and bearing in mind it's only 8pm at the time, I'm going to drink two bottles of Jaeger to myself stupid idea so i sort of decided to do this with my time i decided to pass out now the time's about 8 30 and i've passed out in the middle of the club and i'm not embarrassed at all because i'm not coherent in any shape or form so i've decided to pass out and act a twat in the bar that i'm paid to provide security for and the guys that actually pay are the, are the ones that are assisting me and, and aiding this dead corpse if you like into a cab now that's not the embarrassing part by any stretch of the imagination now everyone's been that pissed that they've fallen over or don't know where they are sick on themselves mouthed off a little bit and that'll be fine so obviously i wasn't present in the current moment 
So the guys had to fill in this the, these gaps for me. So what happened was is obviously they give us a lift home and they had to apparently carry my body for a good 500 meters to get me in my house at the time. So who's waiting for me at home? Uh, my ex-partner and she's she's obviously looking out for me. The, the lads have dumped me in the hallway, usual stuff. He's a fucking idiot. Look at the state of him. You know, normal stuff when you go out. So my ex-partner, I can't knock her at all, she was there, she was mothering me, she was looking out for me, I was in a bad way. So, typical man thing to do is pass out again. Okay, so we're going to fast forward in time now, so it's about 6.30 the following morning. So, I've woke up and I'm in the hallway and I think, fucking hell, what a night, what a lad I am, I've had a cracking night. So I look about, and then I notice that my clothes have been removed. Standard practice for a night out, obviously. And uh, I'm wrapped in this towel. And I've got body paint all over me, like absolutely all over me. And I think, lovely. So I've gone up to the bathroom. Uh, I'm there checking myself out. And I remember that chat. Remember that chat that started at the start of the story with all the guys on the door about William Wallace, and I've got all the body paint there. So I think, right, time to do a bit of war paint. So I've put the war paint on and I've looked in the mirror and I think, I look the absolute fucking nuts. So I'm going to take a picture and send the lads so I can show off the following day about how messy my night out was and stuff like that. But to be fair, I was still a little bit pissed and I didn't know where my phone was. So unbeknownst to me at the time, uh, we had guests because obviously they'd come out for my birthday party and I'd sort of ruined it all. And at the time it was uh, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law and they were staying in a spare bedroom, unbeknownst to me, obviously. So I've gone walking to my bedroom but I've had second thoughts as I've got to the door because I thought I'm not really going to be welcome in the bedroom at this hour by my partner. So I thought... Let's just get myself in a spare bedroom, sleep it off in there. So I've snuck in there. I haven't noticed two bodies in there and I've jumped straight in. I've just just jumped straight in with these people that are in there. And I don't know there's people in there, so I say apparently. And you get the usual stuff. Fuck off, you weirdo, you weirdo, fuck off. And it was a bit creepy. It was a bit creepy. My towel was dropping down. And there was a little bit of a struggle. And I jumped out of bed and I thought, what the fuck are you going on about? It's my house anyway. So I thought, fuck this. I'm going to go for a cigarette. So I've strutted down like a peacock outside the patio doors. And I've lit up a cigarette. And I'm looking about and I'm thinking, I'm the main man here. Right, so I'm loving life, it's summertime, it's early morning, nice and bright outside and I'm stood there and I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. The towel's there, it's dropped down a couple of times so I tighten it up and I'm looking about and I think, look, still got the war paint on me. And obviously, the guy that I've just disturbed up in the bedroom, my brother-in-law, he's come out and I thought, here we go, round two. And this is the embarrassing bit, so he's walked out beside me and he said, Rick... You don't know, do you? And I said, no what? And he said, that ain't paint on you. That's shit, mate. You've shit yourself. And then it hit me. What a fucking mess. I'd not only thought it was body paint, but it was actually my own feces that had decided to spread across my body. 
Now, that's not the embarrassing thing, folks. That's not the most embarrassing thing. I decided then to tell all the guys that work for me, everyone about this story, thinking that I was going to get some sort of achievement level, like ladship or, or factor 100 of how cool I was. And I told everyone. Sadly, folks, it's six years on, and I'm still referred to as the Pooh Warrior. Well, that's my embarrassing story. Thanks for taking the time to listen to it. Okay, uh, I'd like to uh, remain anonymous for the uh, the little story I'm going to say now because uh, it's just a little bit embarrassing. Uh, it all started about, oh crikey, 12 years ago uh, on a family holiday to South Africa. There's myself, the wife, and my youngest son. And uh, we just arrived. We are in Cape Town, just got off the aircraft, you know, made our way to our hotel after picking up a hire car. And um, we decided uh, we'd make the most of the few nights we had there. And uh, we'd go into the local, um, let's say, restauranty type area of, uh, of, of South Africa's, well, Cape Town in South Africa. And uh, we sat there, had a really, really nice meal. Uh, it was absolutely fucking beautiful. The food was splendid. The the people there were very friendly. And we all had a good feel. And uh, the way it goes is quite simple. We're in the car. So uh, you imagine I'm in a, a town I've never been to in my life before. And I'm uh, really not very familiar with it, to, to say the least. And uh, we get in the car and we're just pulling out of the um, the car park to uh, make our way back to the the hotel we're at and it's literally only about 10 minutes down the road and I'm lost but at that particular time I am absolutely desperate to get to the Kazi I don't know what I ate something something I ate there was um, it obviously had some impact on my stomach and my god my ass was twitching like you wouldn't fucking believe it it was like twitch 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 and I'm sitting in the car all nervously and I'm getting a bit stressed because uh, we can't find our way round, and and, I, and I'm getting really to the point now. You know, you know, you're trying to control the muscles. You're frightened it's going to release it, sort of thing. So you're in the car. I've got the, t- the my family with me, and I am to spot a petrol station. So I thought, fucking great, yeah, a petrol station. I can get there. Only was I was on a fucking one way road, and it was uh, I was going the wrong direction. So. Um, we, <laughs> I had to go across the central reservation. There was nobody around because it was quite late at night. I managed to get into this petrol station. I thought, fucking great. Pull in there, run to the toilets, go to get the door out in anticipation, and the fucking thing's locked. So I go, I go to the uh, to the uh, to the uh, you know the the cashier, and I said, look, mate, uh, I, I really need to to use the, the toilet. So he gives me this fucking key on about a seven foot piece of fucking wood, so I didn't steal it. Anyway, gets in the toilets, opens the door, thinks, fucking great, yeah. Oh, hang on. No fucking toilet paper. They ain't got any toilet paper. And at this point, my arse is twitching like you would never fucking believe it. It was like, I've got to go. If I don't do something now, it's it's going to do it itself. So I think, fuck it. So I go, I, I run back, get some toilet paper, and then run back to the toilets. As I pulls my trousers down, that's it. Fuck me, it came out. I shat everywhere. It was all over me. Fucking trousers, all over the floor. And I didn't know what to do. And because I'm stuck I'm in a petrol station in the middle of night time. No one knows me. You know, you think, oh, fuck me, I'm going to die, sort of thing. So uh, I don't know what to do. So I managed to get myself reasonably tidy. And I opened the door. And I'm, I'm fucking gesturing to my wife, who's sitting in the car with my son. And I'm going, help, help, come over here. And, and they didn't understand what it was. And I'm, 
I can't go out, can I? Because I'm like, I can't. So I go out and I gesture to my boy, and uh, he walks across, uh, across, and he says, "What's the matter?" I said, "Mate, I need to borrow your trousers." I said, "I can't come out." He said, "What's?" He said, "Oh my God!" He went as he opened the fucking, as I opened the door, and he went, "Jesus Christ!" So. He goes over to the missus, she gets and drives the car and brings it over to where we were. He slides off his jeans and passes them into me. Well, I, whilst he's doing all that, I'm trying to clean the fucking mess up. And I, it's, it's fucking like you wouldn't believe it. So he gave me a carrier bag. I managed to put my jeans in there because I didn't want to throw them away. But my fucking underpants and my socks and every, every fucking thing else went into this another carrier bag. And I happened to walk out. And I've got jeans on that like four times too small for me. I'm fucking walking across this car park. And I put the bag in in a rubbish in a rubbish bin, and walk over, you know, cautiously to get into the car. And as I look back, some from some bloke, one of the locals, is fucking rummaging through the bin to see what I've thrown in there in the bag. And I'm saying to the wife, "We better go." So we went back, and and you can imagine it weren't it weren't a pleasant experience. We get back to this hotel. I've now got to get through the fucking reception to get up to the room to get myself in what I call a normal state. So we we have to brush. He has to guard guide me as I'm I'm going through this fucking hotel, and we get in there up to the up, manage to get to the room. But my wife and I, and I'm in the shower, and I'm fucking showering myself off. And I tell you what, something that I'll never ever ever forget that fucking experience in uh, in sunny Cape Town, and it's a fucking experience I never hope I never have again. But uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's had a similar experience or near miss. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I certainly didn't on the day, but uh, yeah, it's quite funny when I talk about it now. But uh, it's something I'd rather keep keep quiet because it could be quite embarrassing if the people I work with found out about it. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and um, yeah, yeah, have a good one. Cheers, bye. Hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Squirm. Don't be shy. Get involved. Email us at squirmpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Squirm Podcast.